And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Carry on my way with There'll be peace when you are gone. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Hello and welcome to Lupa's Bits, episode 28. I am your host, Lupa Barty, and I sound a little different than I normally do because I'm trying out my new headphones, wireless headphones that I got. Um, I need some, but the ones that I had would not stay in my ears. They sounded like crap. What do you expect for cheap headphones? But anyway, I digress. So I'm trying these ones, and... Um, they stay in my ears. I'm not sure about the sound. I did a couple of test runs and I sound like I'm in a tin can, but that could just be me. It could just be the headphones. I don't know. We'll see. I want to be able to move around and I need them for when I'm in the car driving so that I can talk instead of having another wire that I have to worry about being connected to. Um, sorry about the clicking in the background. That's my mouse. So... I'm trying these new headphones, and uh, yeah, so far, they stay in my ears. Um, They're really pretty. They're like Iron Man red, so I might get creative and actually paint a little Iron Man head on the back of the case, or maybe on the front, because there are the three lights to light up, and they are the same color as the Iron Man... um, mini reactor the lights are the same color so we'll see we'll see i don't know we'll see (sighs) so we are now 14 days into the new year and from the view here in ontario canada it is a dumpster fire um our country our province is not faring well through this second wave of covid uh, the first wave, we all did as we were told, and we kept our numbers low, and things were good, and life started opening back up again, and uh, then summer came, and people's common sense seemed to melt in the sunshine, um, and our numbers started to climb, and then school started back up, and our numbers continued to decline, and if you follow the projection graph that they have with the rate that the numbers are climbing, we should have 20,000 cases by February. That is not acceptable. That is not acceptable. 20,000 in one province. Not acceptable. Not even close. So our premier, and for those of you that don't know Canadian government systems, um, the premier is like your state senator or your governor. Whoever rules your state and, and is in charge, that's what our premier is. So Doug is in charge, Doug Ford is in charge of Ontario and what's best for Ontario. And he can argue with our prime minister who runs the country um, about what he's going to do with his constituency, which is Ontario. 
And I don't like Doug. I've never liked Doug. Doug. (sighs) Doug has issues. But I will give credit where credit is due. And he has really stepped up during this whole COVID thing and done what needs to be done, made the hard decisions, enforced those hard decisions to keep our numbers low. And right now he's fighting a losing battle because I get it. We're all tired of COVID. We're tired of the restrictions. We're tired of not being able to jump in the car and go and visit friends and party and have a good time. We're tired of not being able to pop down to the store whenever you want to, whatever store you want to. We're tired of not being able to go out to a restaurant and sit inside. This is Canada after all. It is winter time. I get it. But it's never going to come back if we don't follow the rules to make it go away. The vaccine is not a cure. It's not going to save us. So he has, as of Monday, or as of Boxing Day, we entered back into lockdown. Gray zone. Uh, look up the zones. Our, our, uh, I don't know if it's our entire country. I know our province was, they came up with um, color coding to describe hotspots and medium hotspots and the stages in which they can open. We're all color coded and we are now in gray, which means nothing's open. Nothing. It's not essential. It's not open. So we entered that on Boxing Day. But we all knew we were heading towards it because people are stupid. Yeah, I said what I said. People are stupid. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Anyway, that was my inner rant coming up to join the fray. Um, So, Boxing Day, we entered into lockdown. And I will be honest, I did not notice much of a difference in people's activity. Stores were still open. People were still shopping for ridiculous things. And um, hardware stores were still open because I was still out and about doing stuff that needed to be done. I was taking dump runs and, um, you know, heading down to the Rona to get concrete or wood or hooks or whatever. And I see the signs on the door, you know, 50-person capacity, 75-person capacity, 25-person capacity, whatever. Well, at the superstore that I was at, um, close to Hamilton, they had a sign on the door. There was like 75-person capacity. There had to be at least 60 people standing in line waiting for the checkout. And that is not including the all the other people milling around the store shopping. There was no way you could stay six feet apart from anybody because there were so many people in the store. And my sister's husband made a really good point the other night when we were discussing all of this. In that number, do they count store employees? Because some stores, when it says 25-person capacity, some of these big box stores have 25 people on staff. Should they not include the staff, in their number. I I don't know. I think they should. Bars and restaurants have to. Why shouldn't grocery stores not have to? doesn't matter if they're back in the stock room. 
they're still out bringing stuff out to stock the shelves. So I didn't see a whole lot of change in people's activity when the lockdown kicked in. Um, they just continued on about their merry way, and the numbers kept growing. Monday, uh, or Tuesday, um, Doug Ford issued a stronger lockdown. And he issued, as of midnight Thursday morning, Wednesday, 12.01 Thursday morning, um, a stay-at-home order. Which means, if you don't have to go out, don't. If you're not going out to get groceries, if you're not going out to get essentials like medications or go to doctor's appointments, don't leave your house. Stay à la maison, as he said. Because people were confused about the stay-at-home order. Well, what does that mean? And his his basic response to that, and I swear I could hear him say, for the stupid people in the back, not listening, stay at home. If you're going out to do something and you question, should I do this? Stay home. That's your answer. You've been told, stay home, so stay home. Stay home. That's all you have to do. 28 days. Stay home. Get our numbers coming back down so we can go back to life. I miss life. I miss it. I want to travel. I had to drop off Christmas presents yesterday because of the stay-at-home order. I was waiting until the lockdown lifted. The lockdown was supposed to lift on the 26th of January. And then I was going to plan a visit, a socially distanced visit, with my ex and my daughter and with my daughter-in-law and my grandson um, to exchange Christmas presents that I have for them. And I was going to go to Barrie and see my granddaughter and give her her birthday presents from August that I have for her. I have not been able to see my granddaughter since this entire thing started in March because, oh, no, I did see her in the summer briefly when before we went into lockdown. Um. Because her mom is an essential worker, and so is her stepdad. And I can't risk mixing with them and bringing anything that they may have picked up from their jobs back into my bubble. So I haven't been able to really see my granddaughter. Trust me, I miss them like crazy. I miss them. Um, so I want this to stop. I want it to be done. I want it to be over. I want to go pick up my grandbaby and bring her here for a weekend. I want to be able to hug my grandson. I want to be able to hug my daughter. I had to drop Christmas presents off yesterday, on Wednesday. And I couldn't hug my kid. I couldn't hug my kid. Something that I've never even thought about. It's just something that we do in our family is, you know, we hug. We're huggers. We're affectionate people. Um. I couldn't hug my kid. And there we were, forehead to forehead, hand to hand, between with the glass door between the two of us. Tears are streaming down her face. Tears are streaming down my face. Because I couldn't hug her. And I haven't seen her in a while. Talking on the phone's not the same. Talking on video, not the same. I mean, yes, it has helped me to build a relationship with my grandson. Because he is only three. Um, so he does know who I am. He does know what I look like. And when I showed up yesterday, 
to bring his Christmas presents. He was jumping up and down, all excited to see me, blowing me kisses, saying, Amma, Amma. And it melted my heart. Made my It did my heart good to see him. And we did high fives through the glass and blew kisses to each other. Um, and it was it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. But I wanted to hug him. Now, yes, I understand he has autism. So hugging is probably something that's going to take a time, if ever. He hugs his mom. He hugs his dad. Um, he will sit and snuggle with me. Like he will curl up under my arm with me and wedge himself kind of almost in behind me when we sit on the couch. Hugging's not a thing, a big thing for him. But that's fine. I, I miss him wedging himself. I miss the physical contact. Um, so I'm heading, we are heading into a stay at home order. Now, I have no questions. My business is non-essential. I run a basket delivery business. It is non-essential. Now, it was, it was argued that, you know, I'm doing porch drop off and blah, blah, blah. No, no. I still have to go in the grocery store and I still have to buy the food for the baskets. I'm not buying food to feed myself. Non-essential. Non-essential. I can't get supplies because the craft stores and my basket shops and all of that stuff are closed. Non-essential. But my best friend and sister, Crystal, she has a pet services business that she runs. And that's where we kind of get into a gray area as to what is essential and what is not essential. In the United States, dog walking is deemed essential. Here in Canada, we pride ourselves on being a little more forward than other countries. And dog walking is not deemed essential. Pet services are deemed essential. But if you're just a dog walker, you're not essential. I mean, Crystal does other things. She does nails. Um, she does grooming. Grooming is not essential. You can bathe Fido yourself. Fluffy does not need her poodle puffs. That is not essential. But trimming a dog's nails, walking a dog, that is essential to the health and safety of that animal. Now, they have worded the stay-at-home order to say that you can walk your dog. Anything pertaining to the health and safety of the dog is deemed essential, is okay. So, on that premise, we are operating that Crystal can go out and do her job. She doesn't have contact with the owners. She sanitizes her way in. She sanitizes her way out. When she does nails, she does them in a basement or in a garage. So, she's not a risk of contaminating anybody. And the dogs that she walks, some of her clients are essential workers. Every single one of her clients are still working, which means they're essential. Which means those dogs would be without their walking, without their potty breaks, for the entire shift of their owner. That is not healthy for the dog. If a dog is used to going outside to the bathroom every four or five hours, and now has to suddenly wait 12, 13 hours. That is not healthy. The anxiety of being left alone for such an extended period of time is not healthy. The lack of physical activity for the dog 
is not healthy. So in my eyes, a dog walker is essential, especially for essential workers who are working extra long shifts because they're the only ones out there working, taking care of us who need to stay home. Stay home. So I'm sorry this is a little ranty, but it's something that is very personal to me. It means a great deal to me because I watch the stress and I watch the worry and the panic that my sister goes through, wondering if she's going to lose the business that she has worked so hard to build up, wondering if she goes out the door and does her job, is she going to get a fine? Is she going to be arrested? Is she going to get in trouble? Because she doesn't know if she's essential or not. They're trying to get them deemed, the wording corrected, to deem them essential workers. So there's a video that the a group of dog walkers and, and pet service owners put together. Um, Crystal's part of that group. She's not in the video, but she is part of that group. And it's on my Facebook page, my Lupa Facebook page. Please share it. Please, let's get some recognition for these people. Let's get them deemed essential without question, without gray areas, without a doubt, so that they can continue to do the work that they do, so that they can look after your pets and make sure that your pets stay healthy and that they are safe so that you can go and work and be healthy and safe and keep us healthy and safe. That has been your public service announcement for today. Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) Now, I told Crystal I was going to say something on my podcast about it because they're losing ground. It's, It's not, oh, it's not important. It is important. Anybody who has a pet or has loved an animal knows it's important. These pet owners, when they got their pets, they did the responsible pet owner thing. They knew they were going to be gone for long periods of time. They hired somebody to come in and look after their pet while they're at work. They did the responsible pet owner thing. And now you're asking them to be an irresponsible pet owner against their will. Deem them essential. That's all i got to say. Welcome to the TED Talk. Scroll on the next podcast. Okay, so, uh, I'm a little sore today. Um, I spent the other day chipping ice, and I spent yesterday in the car doing, we were in the car for, I think we figured it out, about five hours, all told. And it's a long time to be in the car. Um, It was stressful, I'm tired, and um had a little issue. I've been having problems with one of my heaters the last couple of days, and uh, it just it shut off in the middle of the night twice. So I would wake up, and I would be, it smells like cold in here. <laughs> and I don't know if you can tell, I'm a little stuffed up. I think I am coming down with a cold. Um, this is a little beyond the normal allergies that I have. Um, I can feel it settling into my chest. So I will be quarantining over here. Excuse me, I had to have some coffee. Not because I think it's COVID. I know it's not COVID. But because Crystal can't afford to get sick. I can't. Brian, her husband, can't afford to get sick. Because he is the one that goes out and does the groceries. So 
if I am sick, I have a cold, I am over here, away from the people. And that's fine. I have enough food in this trailer that will do me, oh, a month at least. Um, I mean, at the end of that, what, even more than a month, probably longer than a month. But at the end of it, you know, I will be eating strictly ramen noodles. But, <laughs> you know, I'll still be eating. Today we're going to do something with avocado. Um I've been looking, I'm going to make some guacamole, guacamole, and I saw a couple of recipes involving eggs and cheese that I want to make. I really, really, really want one of those mini waffle makers. I really do. And I've been avoiding buying one because I've bought a lot lately. <laughs> um, I mean, some of the things were were with my Christmas money. Oh, good heavens. Hey, oh. Excuse me. Yeah, I think I'm getting sick. I'm not going to admit it just yet, but, you know. Um, I bought a few things lately. Uh, I did spend my Christmas money, and I bought myself a Supernatural 15-year commemorative sweater. Because I want to be wrapped up in the boys. And I bought John Winchester's notebook. Now, if you've seen Supernatural, you know what I'm talking about. And I bought myself a really pretty leather bound jewel, blue jewel in the center of it with really cool clasp notebook. Oh, excuse me. I bought these new headphones that I'm rocking today. I bought a new coffee pot because the piece that I need for the K-cups can't be found where the coffee pot originally came from. So... I bought a new coffee pot. That's an interesting story. So we went to Walmart while we were in Midland because I need a coffee pot. They didn't find the adapting piece to put in to be able to use it for K-cups. So I thought, well, it's only 35 bucks. I'll go buy a new coffee pot. <coughs> and I looked online. It said... Walmart had them. Great. All right. We're here. We have to pee. Let's go. In Walmart we go. Yeah, they didn't have it. Now, we go in and we use the bathroom and the front of the store is one way only. Well, we don't need to go all the way over to food. We want to go to the opposite and literally the opposite end of the store. So there's this huge lane, empty. Nobody is in this lane. So Crystal and I zip down it. We get stopped at the end of the lane. You can't go this way. You have to walk all the way around. Thank you, pardon. Okay, I'm terribly sorry. You could have been a whole lot nicer about it. So now I'm snarly. And I tried to say to her, we tried to go back the way we came. We're not exiting the store. We're going over to appliances. But there's a big sign that says you can't go that way. Well, you have to go that way. Okay, so we go that way. We go over and we find what we're not looking for because it's not there. They don't have the coffee pot that I'm looking for. And we decide, okay, that's it, we're leaving. So as we're walking out of the store, I'm ordering my coffee pot on Amazon for $35. So we're heading towards the exit. And we get stopped again by the same lady. You can't go this way. Are you ready to pay? 
we don't, do you see anything in our hands that says we are buying anything? I said, we're not buying anything. We just want to leave the store. Well, you have to go back and go all the way around and go out that way. What? We have to what? You can't go this way. You have to go all the way around the way you came that you weren't supposed to go and go out that way. By this point in time, I can honestly tell you, I do not miss living in Midland at all. Not even maybe. I like the Walmart in Keswick. The staff is so much nicer and smarter, which is saying a lot. Yeah, I, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. And I got into my car and we went and dropped off the stuff to my grandson. And said, I need to get out of this town. I really do. I need to get out of this town. The crackheads are rampant today. <laughs> so, yeah. Did what we needed to do and got out of Dodge. And I could feel the farther away I got from Midland, the more my shoulders would start to relax. And I started to get that peaceful feeling back again. Um, so, yeah, anyway, the waffle maker. I've been avoiding buying the waffle maker. I want a little mini waffle maker, but I don't want to spend an arm and a leg for one. And, I mean, they're not cheap. I'm looking at them right now, and they're for 35 bucks. That's not cheap. I want a cheap, not a cheap one, but I don't want, you know, an expensive waffle maker. Because I'm only going to be doing, like, cheese waffles and, and stuff like that in them. So, I don't need something expensive. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe I just need to bite the bullet and uh, get a waffle maker. A little mini waffle. I don't need one that makes shapes. I really don't need one that makes shapes. Ooh. There's a Cuisinart WAF F20 double Belgian waffle maker stainless steel. No. <laughs> We're 158.54. What is the world? No. I don't understand these vertical ones because, I mean, you put the liquid in, isn't the liquid going to run out? I just want a simple mini. That one looks like an inflatable donut. Like, why can't I just find a waffle maker for, like, 20 bucks? You know? Oh, there's a waffle. I could make waffle bowls. But, yeah, I just want, like, a $20... Waffle maker. Let's see. Come on a journey with me, folks. We're going to go shopping. Uh, yeah, see, like the, 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 let's try that again in English. Um, oh, Wayfair. No. <laughs> Walmart. That's a purse. That's not a waffle maker. That's a purse. We don't have Crate and Barrel in Canada, I don't think. I don't know. We have Indigo Books. Why is there a waffle maker for sale at a bookstore? That doesn't make any sense to me. What does that make any sense to you? Who would? I don't know. But you have to, and it's only fourteen sixty-two. But you have to 
order a minimum of $35. So, no. That makes it a $35 waffle maker. I don't want to spend $35. What's this real deal outlet? I don't know. I don't know. Canadian Tire has waffle makers? I don't know. Maybe I'm not destined to have a waffle maker. Who knows? I don't have almond flour, but I, I know you can you can make these waffly things with just cheese. Um, actually, I think I might try something today in the frying pan that I saw um, making a, a tortilla out of cheese, like a tortilla shell, a, a, a taco shell out of cheese. So we're gonna see. I mean, I'm 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 here. I'm I'm stay at home. And, uh, I gotta find things to do. Find things to do. I'm gonna make guacamole today. I'm not sure if I have anything to eat the guacamole with, but I can have it on eggs. I can have it on toast. <laughs> I can have it on a spoon. <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah. I want a waffle maker. So if anybody's out there looking for, you know, birthday gift ideas, hint, hint. Um, no, don't go buy me a waffle maker. I'm only kidding. <laughs> go and buy my book, The Chosen, or my other book, Eternally Bound, and get a lot of people together to buy it so that I can buy a waffle maker with my royalties. I want a waffle maker. Um, so... Uh, brain fart. Wow. I need I need more. Hang on. I need more coffee because my brain's not functioning. This is weird podcasting in daylight and not being like 10 o'clock at night. So. um, It's cold and it's snowy. Too. Well, it's not snowing, but it's snowy outside. There's lots of snow outside. And I actually do have a job I have to do later. I have to defrost my recycle bin because while I was away, it filled up with water and there's no holes in it. And then it froze full of recycling. So, yeah, we're going to take it out. We're going to dump it. Um, we're going to put the recycling in it that I have in the house because apparently they don't take the clear recycle bags here. Uh, yay. <laughs> so I have a little bit of recycling that I need to get rid of. Um, and that goes out Sunday night, so I have to remember to put it out, but, uh, and the garbage needs to go. Thankfully, you don't require garbage tags during lockdown, which is nice, um, because I keep forgetting to pick them up while I'm out, and I ask, you know, Crystal, can you grab garbage tags? I'll throw you the 10 bucks, and they keep forgetting to pick them up while they're out. <laughs> so, you know, it's a thing. But anyway, um, I have to chip out the recycling. What I think I'm going to do is I'm just going to dump it um, because it should come out in one big cube. And then I'm just going to sprinkle salt on it. And as the salt works its way through the ice, I will pull the recycling bits out uh, and, and just do it that way. And then put the recycling that I have in there. I need to find a way to cover the top so that... Um, 
it won't get any water in it because I don't want the big thing in the trailer. I don't have a whole lot of room. And I have a little blue recycle bin in the trailer already. So I don't want um, a bigger one in here. I just don't have the room for it. It's a trailer for crying out loud. <laughs> you know, like the couch is stationary. The benches at the kitchen table are stationary. It's not like I can rearrange furniture. It's not like a, a, a mobile home. It's a camping trailer. So, yeah. I don't want it in here. I have nowhere to put it. Uh, today I'm going to rearrange the counter, too. I want to attempt to use the a convection oven. But where it is sitting, it's not level. It's irritating me. Um, so I'm going to move it. I'm going to rearrange that counter so that it functions better for me. Because where it is right now, it's not... It's not cutting it. I can't have it there. Yeah, I need to rearrange some stuff. So that's going to be my day today. I'm going to be puttering and doing stuff and um, working on the magazine. Because um, deadline's tomorrow for stuff. And i got to figure out what we need, who I need to go harass to get more stuff. Um, if you're listening, we need art. Uh we need stories in all categories. Just I like having more stories. So that is what I'm going to be doing. And then I'm going to be writing because I have books to write. Books I want to write. I have stories to tell. And I need to do stuff to keep me busy, to keep me occupied, so that I'm not dwelling on the fact that I am trapped here. That I really have no reason to leave my home. Um, and you all know from listening to the journey start on MythBits and carry on over here that I do battle depression. It is a very real thing for me. And, um, I am talking to therapists about it and working on it, but it's still a very real thing for me. And it's not anything that's going to change anytime soon. And the current um, atmosphere that I'm living in, in Ontario, is not helping. A, I don't like winter to begin with. But now to be trapped, where I can't visit, I can't go, like I can't even go to my sister's now with this new stay-at-home order. I can't go down to my sister's and visit and see my niece and my nephew and my sister and my mom and my brother-in-law. I can't do that. I am stuck at home. Pretty much for the next 28 days. It was supposed to end in 12 days. They've extended it another 16 days. Wow, check that out. Look at me go with the math. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've restarted the 28-day countdown. I can only imagine what we're going to look like 28 days later. Really? I need to watch that movie again so that I know what the expected hairstyle and um, you know, facial appearance is supposed to be like 28 days later. Um, at least I have hair dye, so I won't be horrible. Um, because I stock up when I can. I stock up so that I don't run out. Run out. I may actually run out this time around. I don't know. I may. But uh, I live with my hairdresser, so (laughs) 
It's not like I have to leave the house to go and see her. Well, I have to leave my house, but I have to leave my house, walk but 100 feet, 200 feet, and into her house. So she does my hair for me. And I'm also going to find the mouse. The mouse is back. He's back. And I heard him this morning. He woke me up about 7.30 this morning. I'm not exactly sure what he was trying to eat. Um, it sounded like the caramel that I have sitting on the thing, which he's never touched before. But that's what it sounded like. Um, so I have, but cleaning that off, I'm going to find all of his little trails and I want to clean all the poop off that's in behind there. And I will, I will, I will catch him. He will be gone from this trailer. He will be evicted. So. Yeah. 36 minutes. That's it. I'm running out of stuff to talk about. Wow, it's only been 36 minutes. See, I did a whole rant at first, and then I got a phone call. So I lost all that. Then I started again and got a text message and lost it all again. Then I started over, and I it's just you kind of lose your your momentum when you're interrupted. Um, So I kind of lost my momentum. And I really haven't done much other than go and see – my family yesterday and uh, I'm hoping to have um, I'm, I'm taking steps <clears throat> to have my own place by spring so hopefully I'll have some exciting news about that um, and then the apartment hunting begins I've never actually hunted for an apartment I just kind of found what was there and uh, moved in um, Yeah, um, and it's going to be weird this time around because my dad's not going to be there to come and inspect the place that I'm moving into to make sure that it's okay. Uh, he got called to a couple of fire calls at places that I was living. The first place, um, they had a, an oil heater, boiler in the basement that heated the entire apartment building. And we were told, you know, they're coming to turn on the, the oil and um, they're coming to fill it up, and when they turn it on, you might get some black smoke out of the vents, but that's normal. Just, you know, it'll it'll stop after a couple of minutes. Don't worry about it. Just open your windows. Okay, fine. So I'm sitting in my apartment that um, my ex and I shared, and my oldest was about two, two and a half, And my middle boy was just a baby at the time. And all of a sudden, this guy bursts through my apartment door. I don't know who he is. I'd seen him around the building. He bursts through my apartment door. And he's grabbing me by the arm going, come on, come on, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. I mean, there's black smoke pouring out of the vents. I wasn't making anything of it. And I'm like, dude, what now? He's like, we got to go, we got to go. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere without my children. And he stops and he says, children? Yeah, both of my babies are down the hall having a nap. So he runs down the hall and he scoops up Andrew and I scoop up William and out we run out of the building. And I'm I'm just like, we're wrapped in blankets. I go across the street to the hairdressers who my mom and dad have known forever. And I knew Donna. So she let me hang out 
in her salon as we're watching the fire trucks and everything show up. What had happened is when they had two different companies, one came and cleaned the boiler and then one came and filled the boiler and then the cleaning company came back to start the boiler. The original company came back to start the boiler. Well, one company thought the other company bled the lines and the other company thought the first company bled the lines and neither company had bled the lines. So the boiler self-combusted, internal combustion. It blew up. So, yeah, that was interesting. And my dad got called to that. And he was already on another fire. Um, the grain elevators, Ogilvy, was on fire. And he was down there when the call came through to the building that I lived in. And being a fireman's daughter, all the firemen... You you know where all the firemen kids live. The police know where all the firemen kids live. The firemen know where all the police kids live. If they have kids old enough to be living on their own, everybody knows where everybody is. It's just the way it is. They look after their own. They keep an eye on what's going on. I have an interesting story about that, too. And so when the call came through and the guys heard the address, they knew that that, that was my dad's kid. That was where she lived. That's where I lived. So one of the firemen came over and looked at my dad and said, go, just go. You know, technically you shouldn't be going because it's a conflict of interest, but you're not going to stay here anyway. So go. So my dad left with a bunch of the guys and came over and we were fine. Um, the second place that I lived in, um, again, late at night, minding my own business, getting into bed. There's a banging on my door. I'd learned to lock my door by this point. And I get out of bed and I go to the door and it's my neighbor. Now, we shared a common wall in between her apartment and my apartment. It was a fourplex. So there was two apartments on the bottom and two apartments on the top. And she says, my wall's on fire. Uh, do what now? My wall's on fire. How do you know your wall's on fire? Is there flame? Well, no, but there's hot spots all over the wall. Okay. Have you called the fire department? No. I just came to tell you. Well, what do you expect me to do about it? So I call 911. Well, first I call my dad and I tell him this is what's going on. And he's like, okay, call 911. I'll head to the firehouse. So I call 911, get the fire department on its way, tell them that, you know, my neighbor just banged on my door. She says there's hot spots in the walls. I've checked the wall. There are hot spots on my side as well. And they're like, okay. Get everybody out of the building and wait outside. We'll be, we're on our way. So I get outside and I mean, I'm holding it together. I, you know, I'm, I'm banging on doors, getting everybody outside, telling them what's going on. And I got my babies outside with me because again, the boys were little and, um, we're waiting on the, the cement stairs back from the building and the fire department shows up and I see my dad and that was it. I lose it. I crumble and cry because <laughs> I'm bawling. Oh, daddy. <laughs> so they give him a minute to calm me down and they go in and they check and they don't know what it was. It's something on her side of the wall, like a light or something that was aimed at the wall. I don't know. It was something ridiculous. It was nothing in the walls that was on fire. There was no electrical fire in the wall. There was nothing. So, you know, we were allowed to go back in and my dad moved me out of that building shortly thereafter into um, the tall, the, the big apartment building where I lost my kids in the elevator. I have had some adventures, let me tell you. I have had some adventures. 
Um, yeah, when I, when I say that, that the fire and the police kind of look after their own, uh, I was living with my ex, my middle boy's dad, and we were superintendents of an apartment building at the time. And he brought home five little plants, told me they were tomato plants. Now, keep in mind, I was a very naive girl. I didn't do a lot of stuff because my dad was a fireman. He knew everybody. There's nothing you could do in town that you wouldn't get caught for. I wasn't about to take the risk. I also have addicts on my biological father's side. So I didn't want to run the risk of becoming an addict. So I just didn't. I didn't drink. I didn't experiment with drugs. I didn't. So when my ex brought these plants home and told me they were tomato plants, I believed them. So I put them in the bedroom window because that's the window that got the best sunlight. And I nurtured them and I gave them plant food. And they had grown. They were a good three feet tall by this point. And they smelled funny. And I couldn't understand why I wasn't getting tomatoes. I had done everything. And I couldn't understand why I wasn't getting tomatoes. So I get a phone call from my dad. And where we were superintendents, we it was kind of the bad part of town. So the police did patrol a lot of the alleyways and our bedroom window faced the back alley in between the buildings my dad had gotten a phone call from a cop buddy of his and says uh you have to remember this is back in the 90s early 90s um and this cop buddy calls my dad and he says you might want to talk to your daughter those plants she's got she's got enough there um more than personal use we could charge her with intent to sell my dad's like i'll deal with it cops like okie dokie <laughs> my dad calls me he says we need to talk about your plants i said great can you put mom on the phone because i have no idea why i'm not getting i'm not getting tomatoes he says honey those aren't tomato plants I'm like what do you mean they're not tomato plants paul told me they were tomato plants he's like honey those are not tomato plants they're pot plants so my ex came home to find me in the bathroom with a pair of scissors chopping up the plants and flushing them down the toilet I'm a single mom with two small kids. I did not need to be on children's aid radar. Thank you call it children protective services uh, in the States. I, no, no, I did not need to. to no, <laughs> you are not having this in my house with my babies. It's not happening. Mm-mm. Yeah, he was not happy about that because his intent was to sell. Um, but I don't care. So he... Went back out to his mother's, who he had gotten them from originally, and decided he was just going to grow them out there and not bring them to the house. But, yeah, I could have gotten in a whole lot of trouble for that. But, um, yeah, they take care of their own. So it was nice. Uh, learned a lesson, too. I now know what, from that point on, I knew what marijuana plants looked like. Oh, hello, squirrel. So... That was fun. Yeah, I uh, the last apartment building that I lived in by myself with my kids. I've never actually lived truly on my own. Um, when I was living on my own, I was living with my children. So the last apartment building that I lived in was one of those big, huge apartment buildings with an elevator and all that. And I was always paranoid somebody was going to steal my children because they were beautiful children. So I would put them in the elevator and then I would put a bag of groceries in front of the door so the door wouldn't close while I loaded the rest of the groceries in the elevator. Well, my middle boy was 
a little bit of a mischievous child. And I turned my back to grab more groceries and he moved the bag. He pulled the bag into the elevator and the doors closed. And off it went. And I am hollering up the elevator shaft through the doors because the doors are closed. Not to get out of the elevator on any floor. Because I think they were three and one at the time. Or four and two. There's two years between them. I think they were four and two. Um, no. Yeah. No, they were three and one. Three and one at the time. Um, and I'm hollering up the door. Don't get out of the elevator. Don't get out. And I'm pushing the down button and I'm pushing the down. And every other elevator's opening. But that elevator's not coming back. Pushing the down button and I'm pushing. I'm screaming, don't get out of the elevator. Don't get out of the elevator. They finally come back. They're both terrified because they didn't expect the elevator to actually close and move. They just thought the door would close and mommy would open the door again and all would be fine. So they never did that again. But from that point on, I didn't put them in the elevator either. I stood them beside the, the door where the buttons are. They stood underneath there. And don't move. And then I put the groceries in. Because I don't care if the groceries went for a ride. Whatever. But I didn't like my babies going for a ride. Yeah, that was a little that was a little disturbing. That was a lesson learned. I was a young mom. Parenting doesn't come with a manual. And when you're doing it by yourself, you make a few, you make a few mistakes. So... You know. All right. I think I'm going to wrap this up for this week because I'm just kind of babbling on. I really don't have anything interesting to say. Um, it's going to get interesting because we're in lockdown. So, you know, I've got three episodes in a row now. I haven't cried, but that could break next week. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys all have a good week and stay out of trouble. If you live in Ontario, stay home. Stay the hell home. That's all I got. Stay home. Um, Stay out of trouble. If you want to look for me, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Lupa Barty or Stephanie J. Barty. You can find me on, or at the World of Myth Magazine. You can find me on Twitter at Lupa B or the World of Myth Magazine. You can find me on Instagram at uh, Lupa's Bits, the podcast, Luhu Baskets. Stephanie Barty author, Stephanie Lupa Barty author. I'm all over the place. And then if you want to just see me be goofy and ridiculous, you can check me out on TikTok at Lady Lou Who. L-U-H-O-O. I'm not giving you an email address because you don't talk to me on Facebook anyway, so why would I give you an email address? Um, yeah, have a good week, and we will talk to you all next week. I see ya. There'll be peace when you are gone Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry